This is Invincible Career. I'm Larry Cornett. I had to let half of the team go. They didn't have the right skills and attitude for the strategic new direction the company's heading. This is a quote from an anonymous leader I was talking with, and they weren't happy about this situation. They had inherited a team that was no longer performing well. They had been, but they weren't anymore. The company was in the middle of a significant transformation, moving into a new space and a whole new business model. Now, while some employees could be coached to adapt and stay with the company, others weren't so lucky for various reasons. Now, if you manage a team, then you have probably been in a similar situation. It isn't always possible to turn things around with employees who aren't meeting expectations, no matter how hard you try or how much coaching you give. So why do bosses fire people? Some reasons are quite obvious, but others are a bit more subtle. So the obvious reasons that we're all familiar with, first and foremost, poor performance. That's the one we all think of. Poor job performance can lead to a termination. Misconduct, obviously. Violating company policies, that's a big one. Breaking the law, yeah, that'll do it. If you steal from your employer or you uh, are violent in the workplace, you're going to get fired. And insubordination, like repeated insubordination, that's another reason. The less obvious reasons that can lead to someone's termination. Employees aren't adaptable, so they can't continue to grow with the company in the way things are changing, the future of the company. Somebody has a poor attitude. That happens. They create too much conflict. They're always fighting in meetings, always criticizing others. Um, They disrupt other employees. So it isn't necessarily they're fighting with people, but They're constantly disrupting the workplace and slowing down people, interrupting people. Or one that uh, some of us may have encountered, their boss sees them as a threat. Not cool, not good, not really a good reason for termination, but it does happen. So in my newsletter, if you go to newsletter.invinciblecareer.com, And this week I shared some clues that you or maybe a friend or a loved one might be on your manager's secret termination list. This isn't something that they publicly share, right? But every manager has one. They're often asked to create a list of people that could be let go in the company. So read through these, listen to the ones I'm going to share with you, and see if any of these sound familiar. And I've asked the folks in the newsletter who've read that to score yourself or score your friend on a scale of one to five. So think about this for each of these questions, each situation. Five is the worst. So that means the issue is really severe or it's happening frequently. Four is the issue's bad, not quite as severe, and it's happening too often, more than you would like. So not quite as frequently as a five, but it's a bad situation happening too often. Three, 
you know, it's not good, but it's not that bad. And it happens only a few times. It's still not good that this is happening. But it's not as bad as a four or five. Two, it rarely happens. And you feel like you have it under control. Or maybe things are getting back into a good place. And then one is the best, right? This means this never happens. Or it just doesn't apply to you. So you're in a good situation. So let's talk about the first. One of the big ones, you know, how negative was your most recent performance review? Many companies have wrapped up their annual performance evaluations, probably January, February this year. And by now, I'd imagine that you've received your review for the past year. And you may have already had this earlier. Some people did in kind of November, December time frame. How'd you do? If it was overwhelmingly positive, you should have nothing to worry about. However, if it wasn't, <laughs> you know, one bad review doesn't usually mean that you're going to lose your job. But if there has been a trend of negative reviews and you know you're having other issues at work on your projects or with your manager or your coworkers, then your job might be at risk. So what is your score for this? Five, it's terrible. One, it never happens. You had a great review. Second question, how often are you left out of important meetings? Occasionally, people do forget to invite you to an important meeting. You know, it happens. It's not great, but it isn't the end of the world if it doesn't happen that often. However... <laughs> If you are frequently left out of meetings, you think you should be attending, that's a problem. If it's been happening with increasing frequency, that's bad. So it's getting worse. It indicates that something has changed in how your value and your contributions are perceived. So what's your score on this? One to five, five being the worst. Third question, how often are you left off of important messages? So that's similar. If you're being left off of important email threads or not looped into critical Slack chats, that's not good. You're no longer viewed as essential to the conversations. You're no longer being brought into decision-making processes. This can happen when you conflict with coworkers. People sometimes play little power games, you know. I'm sure you've encountered this coworker. Oh, wow. I forgot to CC you on that message. Sorry about that. I mean, they're trying to push you out of the loop. They're trying to sideline you. But if it's your manager who is the one leaving you off emails and messages, that's a sign that your job is probably in trouble. So score yourself on that. Question four, does your manager reschedule your one-on-one -on -one meetings. How often does your manager reschedule them, cancel them outright, come late, or just miss them? Now, some bosses are just consistently terrible at sticking with a meeting schedule with their employees. I've talked with people, and they said that their manager never had one-on-ones with the team, ever. That's bad doesn't mean the employees are bad. That means the boss is bad. 
However, if your manager somehow manages to meet with everyone else, so you see or hear that your coworkers are having one-on-ones, but not you, that's bad. There's some reason that you're being singled out to be ignored. Question five, does someone else get the plum projects? Now, of course, managers do try to give their most talented employees the biggest and best projects. I mean, why wouldn't they? But they shouldn't play favorites. And they should give everyone a chance to kind of prove themselves. Everyone should get a chance to have a great project and show what they're capable of. However, if you never seem to be assigned the best projects, that's a sign that your manager doesn't trust that you can deliver. Depending on what else is happening, your job may not be at risk. I mean, maybe you're a junior employee and so you're not getting these big challenging projects yet, but someday you will. But if you're not being selected or at least given a chance, you're probably not on the promotion path yet. Now, if you're a more senior employee who used to get plum projects and you were trusted and now you're no longer getting them, uh, that's a problem. That's a sign that something has changed. Question six, have you stopped receiving perks? If you used to receive special treatment and nice perks, but it's been slowing down or it's stopped, something has changed. Pay attention to how your colleagues are being treated. Are they still getting the perks? Are they still getting the nice bonuses and opportunities? You know, one startup I joined, the perks slowly dried up and eventually they just vanished. But it was happening to all of us. I wasn't being singled out. It wasn't just me and I wasn't being singled out to be fired. Unfortunately, the company was failing and... <laughs> We all were going to lose our jobs, but hey, we're all in it together, so good times. Question seven, are you left out of planning meetings? Have you noticed that you're no longer being invited to planning meetings? Well, you may not be invited to those meetings that are determining the future of products, your organization, or the entire company because you no longer have a future with the company. I remember seeing this happen at one company. It was pretty clear who had been put on a layoff list. Those individuals were suddenly uninvited from meetings where confidential information was going to be shared and strategic plans were being made. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty big clue. Question eight. Has your boss set unreasonable expectations? You know, and it's always hard to determine what is reasonable, challenging, ton of work, and when it reaches a point of being unreasonable. It's like kind of ridiculous. You know, for example, if you've been put on a performance improvement plan, a PIP, with a crazy high bar for acceptable performance, like there's no way anyone could meet that bar. <laughs> They're trying to force you out. I've seen that happen. I've worked with people where that happens. It's like, are you kidding me? It's like, there's no way anyone 
even their star employee could meet that bar. So they're basically setting you up for failure. And the PIP is used to justify it. It's documenting the whole process, and then they can say, wow, you're not able to meet our expectations for improvement, then it's time for you to go. Now, this can happen even without a PIP in place. I've seen that too. Sometimes a boss just doesn't have the guts to fire you, or they're afraid to fire you, or they don't want to put in all the work that it takes to justify your termination. And it's a lot of work. It's a lot of documentation. So instead, they focus on making your life so miserable that you quit on your own. Makes it easy for them. You walk out the door on your own because it's terrible. Question nine. How often does your boss publicly criticize you? This is something that only terrible bosses do, but it does happen. I've seen it. I'm sure you've witnessed it. These are those horrible bosses that yell at people in meetings, criticize people in meetings. They should never be doing this in front of other people, but they do. But if you're the one being called out by your manager in meetings and you're frequently criticized in front of the other employees, that's a sign that your job is at risk. They may be trying to make your performance issues publicly known, and this is going to help support the case for your termination. So they want a whole bunch of witnesses. That's not a good sign. And then finally... Last question, are coworkers acting uncomfortable around you? People will start to distance themselves when they can tell that someone is on the outs with a boss. Everybody can kind of tell when the boss has an issue with someone and they'll kind of pull away. <laughs> they'll stop being friendly. They'll stop hanging out with you. Sometimes they're guessing that your job is in trouble and they don't want to go down with the ship. Other times, information's been leaked. This happens. Again, bad bosses, they leak information. Or people start gossiping, and everyone else already knows that you're going to be fired. So now they're feeling strange around you. You know, it's one thing if a coworker or two behaves strangely around you. Everyone has bad days. Everyone has bad weeks. It may not be you at all. You never know what they're dealing with in their lives. Couldn't, couldn't be you at all. It might be something entirely different. However, if several of your coworkers are acting funny and they're all avoiding you, lots of people seem to be avoiding you, or they seem to be whispering behind your back. And that used to be in the office, now it's in private Slack channels. And I know people have encountered that as well. They probably know something you don't. So how did you score? You know, if you scored like a 10 to 19, your job's probably safe. If it was a 20 to 29, you got some issues going on. It's time for some damage control. Be proactive, do something about it. Take action to save your job. If it's a 30 to 39, then I would say not a bad idea to update your resume. Be prepared. Start interviewing. 
You probably could do some stuff to save your job, but it's good to have a plan B. I always talk about that. If your score is 40 to 50, then you may have already been fired. (laughs) You're already fired. You just don't know it yet. That's a pretty bad score. If all of those things are going wrong, that's not good. But the reality is that a high score on any single one of those questions is a bad thing. It's not good. You know, a bad, bad, bad performance review and a bad trend of performance reviews, that's bad, even if everything else is great. You know, it doesn't take much for a negative situation to spill over and starts to impact your performance and your work relationships. For example, if your boss sets you up for failure with unreasonable expectations, your performance will suffer. I mean, if you can't meet the bar, and this isn't even on a PIP, this is just day to day, and you don't do anything about it, you're just getting crushed, then your next review is going to be negative. And if that continues, you're going to be on your way out. So the big question is, if this is happening, what can you do? What can you do about it? If you fear that you're at risk for termination, I would guess the most important question is, do you want to stay? Do you want to keep your job? If you're in a hostile work environment, your performance is suffering, your work relationships are deteriorating, I mean, you may have already decided that you want to quit. But, and this is important, it is better to quit than to be fired. If you've watched senior leaders at your company and the executives all the way up to the C-level, pay attention to what they do over the years. You may have noticed they are rarely fired, even if you think they should be. They're not fired. Experienced people recognize the warning signs long before an actual termination is planned. They can read the writing on the wall. So they will often negotiate a severance package and they plan a gracious exit. The executives who are leaving to spend more time with their family, right? Or moving to strategic projects. That happens. Or before things even reach that point. Smart leaders and senior people, they move on to greener pastures where they know they have a chance of being more successful. They can tell it's not working out. Maybe the company's in trouble. Maybe their role isn't what it used to be. Maybe they're not clicking with the CEO. Whatever it is, they know. They can see the writing on the wall. They know it's not going to get better. So they're already making plans to move on before it's too late. If you do want to stay, you shouldn't adopt a wait-and-see strategy. You can't hope that things will just blow over and everything will magically get better. If you are noticing these issues, the ones I talked about, questions 1 through 10, believe me, your boss is noticing them too. I mean, is there anything worse than waiting for the imaginary axe to fall. I've been there. I've, I've been in companies where it's happening. I remember, okay, I won't name the company. <laughs> but I remember we all kind of knew 
that layoffs were coming. I think everybody knows. And we spent weeks and everybody was wondering, am I going to be on the list? Or are you on the list? What can I do to stay off the list? When's it going to happen? When are they going to do it? People couldn't even focus. They couldn't even get their work done. I don't know. I think it's better to be proactive and face things head on. I mean, you probably know why some of these things are happening if you're at fault. You know, if your last project was a failure or you've had a number of failures, then you probably know what's going on. (laughs) If you're not collaborating well with others, you know, don't play well with others. You don't work with your team. You know it's an issue. Or if you lose your temper in meetings, you blow up at people. No one does that, right? Come on. I have been in too many companies where people are constantly losing their temper and screaming at people and cursing, throwing stuff across the table, believe it or not. You kind of know you're going to be in trouble if that's been happening. But sometimes you've done nothing wrong. You just have a terrible boss who behaves like a jerk. I mean, that happens more often than we'd hope. We know the world is full of mediocre bosses and a few terrible bad bosses. Regardless of what's going on, create a strategy and a plan to address the situation and turn things around. Have an honest conversation. You know, I've talked about Radical Candor before. Great book, by the way. Go look for it on uh, Amazon. Have an honest conversation with your manager and put the dead moose on the table. That's what we used to say anyway. You know, the elephant in the room, we used to say dead moose on the table. I don't know why. But I just got tired of dancing around the secret issues and everybody knew what was going on, but nobody would say it. It is so refreshing to just put it on the table and say, we're all thinking this. This is probably what's going on. Can we talk about it? Can we resolve this? You may have to start managing your manager. I linked a past article I've written about that. Depending on who your boss is and how they're behaving, there's different strategies for that. You wish you didn't have to do this, right? But again, there's so many bad managers and leaders. Sometimes you have to be the adult in the room and manage that relationship. Maybe it's just me, but I prefer to be in control and take action instead of waiting for things to happen to me. I can't stand that. I cannot stand feeling passive or feeling like a victim. I would rather create my own performance improvement plan on my own ahead of time when I know something's going on instead of waiting for my boss and HR to hit me up with a surprise pip. Hey, come into this meeting and you notice HR is invited. Guess what's happening? You're either getting put on a pip or you're getting fired. Get ahead of it. I'd rather quit and walk out the door on my own terms instead of waiting passively to be fired. Again, I think it's better to quit than to be fired. Unless you're planning a lawsuit. Good luck. That's horrible. It takes a lot of time. It's going to cost a lot of money. You may or may not win. I don't know. Sometimes a lawsuit is correct. 
Sometimes you are a victim of discrimination and it's the right thing to do. Talk with a lawyer. Before you make this decision, if it's this bad, talk with somebody who's an employment lawyer that specializes in these issues. Describe what's going on, your documentation, your proof. You may have a case. It might be better to let the company do something stupid and then you can file a lawsuit. Or you may hear, there's not enough here. There's not enough to make our case. You know, layoffs and terminations are part of our working lives. They happen. Whether we want them to or not, they do happen every year. But you can be proactive and stay in control no matter what happens. And that has a positive impact on your confidence and the future of your career. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you would like to follow upcoming releases of the show, please subscribe. And as always, I appreciate your ratings and reviews. Thank you. If you would like to learn more about Invincible Career and the podcast, you can visit InvincibleCareer.com. Until next time, I wish you the best of luck in becoming an opportunity magnet for the best things in life.